And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. What's up? Hello, welcome back to Spin Rate. My name is Drew Fairservice. We are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays on the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. As you may have noticed, if you had an eye on your feed, we've gone to two shows a week. This is the midweek show, just me. Well, not just me, but no Caitlin McGrath this week. She's hard at work penning the stories that you're reading on The Athletic about the Toronto Blue Jays and much, much more. But we're excited. We're excited to talk about your Toronto Blue Jays. We're excited to talk about uh, about the things that are happening in the short and in the long, in the small and in the big. And I'm excited to welcome a guest this week, someone to, to join me and carry the show. Quite frankly, he is a he is a person I'm proud to call a friend. His name is Andrew Zuber. He's the host of Sportsfeld and one of the hosts of Wrestling Brain on Twitch. Mr. Zuber, thank you so much for taking the time. Somebody say Wrestling Brain. I think they did. <laughs> uh, Sportsfeld. He's co-host of Wrestling <laughs> of, of Sportsfeld. I don't mean to to do Jake sure. dirty. Well, I mean, um, he was just on Toronto Mike, and they that was the only show, only thing he'd ever done in his life that didn't make the tweet. They're like Jake from from Columbia House Party with Blake and from the Drake music video and from years of Degrassi. Like he was on stage as Chip in Beauty and the Beast. So they gave the whole IMDb and then didn't mention Sportsfeld once. It's fine. Only been a couple of years. Uh, Drew, I'm thrilled to be here. I can't tell if your idea is uh, you're setting expectations low or uh, you're just you want to get you know the bottom of the list out of the way first. But I'm I'm thrilled to be involved as a guest. We always have lots of fun. When you're on, you and I have fun. Uh, we've kind of talking a little bit off air. We've been at this for a long time. We've seen a lot of iterations of the Toronto Blue Jays, and the 2021 Blue Jays are um, kind of fun to root for. I don't know. There, there seems like there's there's fewer sore spots. Not none, yeah. as we yeah. found this week when the Blue Jays were playing in Texas. That it is not a perfect roster, but I think that I guess that's where we where I kind of want to start, which is. Um, like, what do you think about this 2021 Blue Jay Blue Jays team? Are you like, are you expecting a playoff uh, appearance? Are you hoping for a playoff experience? Do you at least have like good vibes about the team? Uh, wh- where are you when it comes to having your eye on this uh, Blue Jays club? First and foremost, vibes wise, I mean, immaculate, immaculate vibes <laughs> so far. Um, no, I, I'm. I, it's funny you mentioned sort of that expectation and. You know that there are rough spots, but the rough spots, and I was actually just talking about this with Jake on Sportsfeld, is it's sort of as nice as the things that are maybe concerning that maybe are you would like to smooth out are relatively fixable things. Like it's it's the back end of the rotation, um, I mean the middle of the rotation too, but, but sort of back end rotation guys, and then you'd like to have upgrades 7, 8, 9, right? Maybe... maybe Maybe there's some some small things you do, but the the big pieces, the big things, the the things you really worry about, which is like Vladdy being 
a very good player and uh, Ryu being a, a good investment and the general direction when you look at the bigger picture of where they were three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, and now it all makes sense and it all seems like it's going in the right direction. And, and that part of it is exciting. I am, as you sort of pointed out there with, we've seen a lot of iterations. I am one that has fallen for almost every version of this team i was if you would message me in 2011 i'd have been like yeah this is it <laughs> Lori from markham that is what they needed to do and then i would have said the same thing in 2012 and the same thing in 13 and the same thing in 15 um and it feels good i, I like to be that that sort of optimist there of course as you said are warts but generally right now uh, i'm thrilled to be watching the, the style of baseball that we are and, and my expectations in terms of it being a playoff team or not. Um, I expect it to be interesting, which is sort of a cop out, but um, they're going to be interesting. And and the real thing that gives me hope and, and makes me think it's a playoff team is that there's no big bad wolf team in the American league. There's no team that I'm looking at in the AL and being like, Oh, they got to overhaul the roster to compete with blank. Right. It's like, there's some good teams, but nobody's so far ahead that that you can't picture them making one or two moves and being right there. So that part of it, it's exciting. It I I don't know about you, but when I think about the 2021 Blue Jays and, and where they are and the progression, as you mentioned, I feel like there is competence at play and it and it doesn't feel foolish to be like, well, if this goes right and this goes right and this goes right, they could be there. I I, I don't I don't know what you think, but it, it doesn't feel to me like there are so like the it's not a house of cards. It's this isn't a house that's been built on sand, as they would say. I mean, the 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 kind of one wave of of young players is is ready, and and there are obviously it will be steps forward, steps back, you know, non linear progression as whatever we want to say, but there are options as well where. You know, early in the season, Rowdy Tellez has looked rough, but like if they need to Rowdy to take a step back, and some there are multiple options for guys that can step in and do that job, or people can shift around and they can sort of make it work. If Rowdy is if Rowdy Tellez is struggling, they can find somebody else to get those DH at bats. If uh, you know, if Lourdes Gurriel is struggling, they can figure a way around that. The pitching staff is is built is one that's built on depth. Uh, you know, outside of Ryu, there's not really anybody in the rotation or, or staff member two through fifteen who is truly irreplaceable. So I think that it that that the idea that the Blue Jays had a plan and like seeing it come into focus is kind of like okay, I can I can get with this. Like it's this could work. Yeah, I think a great example of that is Randall Gritchick, who, when you look at sort of the role and the amount of importance that he has played to this team in the last three years, so you, you sort of chart his importance to where the team is, where it was a couple of years ago, it was like, he's the guy that they see that they are going to invest in. And then last year, it was like, man, the outfield is is close, but it's hard to bank on Gritchick doing this for the entire season. And then this year, it's like, it's perfect in that while Springer is out, you have that luxury. And if Springer is back, you are looking at it and you're like, okay, now we have four guys that that can cycle through here versus before he had to play center field because Alan Hansen and Socrates Brito were playing right field. It's sort of <laughs> how quickly that changes and, and sort of that charting his course of importance for me has sort of been that um, really easily traceable line of competence as you use it. Um, that is measurable in the bottom part of the lineup in the in the in the fringes of the roster 
Um, I think he's sort of a great example of that because he's been playing very well. And it's like if, if he's going to go on those hot streaks that we see him go on, he should do it while Springer isn't available. So it's just like it's, it's sort of is working out in that way. Um, so, yeah, it, it, and that picture coming into focus is a really great way to put it. I think um, I, I'm I'm drinking the uh, Robbie Ray's actually good uh, Kool-Aid because I haven't seen him pitch. And that's all I the best thing you can do is not actually pitch in front of me. When I, when I, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think Ray is, is, is the thing. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm a Manoa truther as well. And I, I think they're also you have to love transactions of course i think they're so perfectly positioned to play just well enough to be a really exciting transaction team which is all i need in the late summer all i need is for them to be like oh they need a third baseman and another pitcher and it's like oh the market has as many of those as i could possibly want what a what a glorious thing there in some ways there is no like greater uh what, what's the word the, the saying about like the the, the true Measure. refuge of the of like the damned essentially is trade is trade uh rumors or trade ideas and then there you and i were today like <laughs> i was honestly like looking <laughs> i'm like cooking up joey uh, joey gallo trades by looking at which blue jays prospects are from texas and i was like <laughs> these are the two that you can buy you can buy the rangers off with this like this send these two good old boys back home and uh and off you go but i think that 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 this speaks to something that is a little bit different than some of the teams that you we we've lived through together online and in real life and through jobs and hobbies and whatever which is like sure Maybe the 2011 Blue Jays would have liked to have been good, and the 2000 and 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 17 Blue Jays were kind of like, well, "Gee, hope this doesn't just fall apart all at once." And and then it happened. Where like this Blue Jays team has not only kind of been built to win and has been built in a logical way that competently, as we said, but it's it's so nice to have a team that is it is like trying to win and isn't going to you know throw everything out the window in an attempt to win, but. You get the sense by some of the moves that have been made in terms of signing George Springer and signing Hyunjin Ryu, but also, you know, with Alejandro Kirk making the team and 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 being willing to risk losing, you know, Reese McGuire and the kind of games, the rostery games that get played seem to be taking a bit of a back seat, which comes back to that earlier point I made, which is if a player who isn't, you know, one of five or six guys isn't performing, that guy's gonna be not out of a job, but fighting for a job because they're gonna do what it takes to put a winning pl- club on on the field and you know coming off a series against the Texas Rangers where Rangers fans were openly during their home opener a guy who's a very prominent Rangers fan was going, was, was wondering aloud about who they're going to draft in the June next year after they finish last this year which is such a bummer I've, that's it's it, to me that's no way to live Right, I'd rather be like. I hope. How can they make this team better? And what's what's it going to take to make this team better? Between you know fantastical trade proposals, but also might be time to slide this guy down in the order because they need to win ball games. Yeah, it's thrilling. It's it's and it's thrilling how quickly we're able to get here. And that sort of is uh, as our close personal friend Ross uh, grabbed his extension. uh, Good timing on that. So I I think no, I agree. It's what you. It's all you can really hope for. Just the the, literally the sign that they are in that they are trying that this is a year that will be a step in a direction towards uh, being a contender. Whether it is that how big that step is is sort of uh, up up for determination, but. I think that also sort of helps um, 
we used to, I use Tanner Rourke, for example. It's sort of not that it makes those starts easier to sit through, but you know, for me, it's like Tanner Rourke comes out and looks like dog water. You're like, well, he's only going to get a chance to do this two or three more times or he's, before he's gone. Whereas like a couple of years ago, he'd been like, well, he's signed for two years, 24. So I guess get used to it. It's that sort of frames everything differently. And, you know, there can be some downsides. We can, we won't disclose the full text chains about uh, Kevin Biggio <laughs> that people are having in secret because we don't want to be party poopers. But he's a guy who it, it, very quickly, you know, everyone is noticing the lights are on, uh, you know, people where people have their eyeballs and, and every little flaw is now goes from, you know, a guy like that goes from a pleasant surprise to, okay, we're counting on you. And major league third baseman is a different job than guy who is showing up and stealing the second base job. That they're, they're two totally different things. And, and that discussion is going to be had and those conversations are going to be had. And it's going to be very interesting because, you know, your, your, the candy store eyes get a little crazy thinking about third baseman that could slid into this lineup personally we'll be right back with more spin rate but first check this out looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service anytime sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm glad you brought up the Ross Atkins extension, which, again, if, this, if, if we were maybe on a more a straight news tip, that would be something that we would be kind of leading with. But in terms of a, as a transaction creator – do you hold uh, our close personal friend Ross Atkins in high esteem? I think he's done. He's done some. There, it, there's a lot of moves that have been uh, pretty clear wins. We look at the, the moves that got you Oscar Hernandez, for example. Um, it, the stuff on the fringes is sort of been has been hit and miss. He's I've done a very good job with relievers, flipping those relievers. Um, there's been some uh, waiver churn guys that hasn't been great, but I think. You know, the, the the moves that have been to make the team win now have both been moves that I understood completely. You you understand completely how Springer fits in. It was very easy to see in the offseason. They could use a center fielder. They could use a top of the lineup guy, and they went, at, they went and got it. And then it was very easy to see that next was like you could use middle infield help that makes everybody move down a spot in the lineup. And they went out and got it. So uh, I trust him to be very aware that third base is a place that can be upgraded and that they need more pitching. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not rocket science. And I don't mean, I'm not trying to, you know, I like, I like Biggio and I'm not saying he doesn't have a place in the team. I just don't (laughs) think that's the third baseman when they're a contender every day. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I I would I would tend to agree. Uh, I think that the the kind of fringier lottery ticket moves nobody hits on all of those. That's what makes them those kind of moves. And if it was a, if it was a grant a, a slam dunk, then 
it would everyone would be doing it if it was that easy. Um, I do. I tend to. You know, there have been there have been some challenges. No, no one has a perfect record. I think that if you are, unless you have a significant axe to grind, you know, the the the, the recent moves towards making the team better, as well as you know, maybe if you were more of a of a prospect hugger, you could probably look to their realization that last year's team there wasn't going to be a reasonable upgrade that wasn't going to cost an arm and a leg as they kind of limped towards the playoffs and didn't exactly storm in as a, as the team to beat in October. So maybe there's credit there for, for having that kind of uh, foresight or at least being conservative in a, in a way in terms of when was going to be the time to kind of make those kind of those, those commitments. Um, I think that the player, you know, Ross Atkins is a piece of the larger organizational puzzle and the the organizational philosophy that they like to expound upon um, I think we're kind of seeing it but at the same time for every you know the Randall Gritchicks and even even Teoscar Hernandez um, uh, something I've said before is is that they brought these guys in on their potential or on the tools and they've kind of just been who they've always been which is I don't know necessarily an indictment of the general manager but you know you can see that they are at very least productive players but not not necessarily reaching that like 95th percentile outcome. So uh, it's, it's uh, I, I don't think it's a bad deal for the Blue Jays. I don't know. I think that most fans and most people who are like us kind of assume, think about Shapiro and Atkins in a package deal. It'd be unusual to see Shapiro stay, but then make a move for a different kind of different general manager. But I don't know. It's, it's not the worst news if you're a Blue Jays fan, that's for sure. Uh, and let's not forget the long-term con game that was Josh Donaldson for Julian Merriweather. The seven-dimensional chess, the 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 super galaxy made you look, uh, fuck around and find out deal that was Julian Merriweather for Josh Donaldson. Forget about it. I can't believe that, uh, and I talked about this last week, but I can't believe that there's so much attention suddenly brought, oh, the Jays might win this deal after all. Jays look like they stole one from Cleveland. Like my guy did not pitch for two full years. It's uh, anyway. <laughs> got him coming and going, Drew. Got you, got it, you got it both ways. <laughs> you got to have it every, every way possible. It's 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 a win. It's a win for the good guys. Um, now, let, okay, then we should talk about this because again, this is we're talking about a team that does have some expectations to win, and a, a term that you used online a few weeks ago. About, or last week that about about me Biggio pilling you. I hate um, you for this. I was you don't understand how much Kevin Biggio got me through like dark times in the last two years where I was like, yeah, Vlad's hitting the ball straight into the ground. Uh and and Bo has been hurt in both the years he's been up. But man, that Kevin Biggio takes his walks and does his job at second base and he, he, you 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 want to show him your dad like your dad to him. You know what I mean? And like check it out check out this ball player dad and he's like yeah that's like that's my kind of guy and then this year before the season even starts you're like <laughs> actually he's bad and then I, I get my first look at him all year long and i'm like oh no <laughs> he can't hit he can't throw what have you done to me <laughs> <laughs> well uh, so it is worth discussing because kevin bijou does a lot of things well he does have a, have a has a have a good he has a good sense of the strike zone which has been shown over his, you know, the rate at which he's drawn walks during the two parts, the parts of two different seasons that he's been now three in the big leagues. If you look at his numbers across what is now, I believe, 162, 163 game uh, a career, he's like a four win guy, which you can't take away from him. He's been a very productive big leaguer, 
but the question marks around him are are real. The, the the questions, the uncertainty, the fact that the Blue Jays have like repeatedly kind of like gotten people to do his job and and, and moved him around, which that versatility is a credit to him. But at the same time, you you're doing it, I'm doing it, and you have to feel like the club is probably doing it too. Being like, is there a is there an upgrade at third base? out there is there somebody else who can do this job a little bit better and then i think in the early going of the season it's only been a week It'd be fools to to be over overreacting uh or or to be giving into the confirmation bias that has me just deleting tweet after tweet after tweet <laughs> all, all week long but you know we've seen him uh try to be a bit more aggressive and kind of struggling and then there was a was an opportunity or, or game earlier today uh, here on wednesday where he struck out looking and it's like if if walks are your whole thing, when the walks dry up, what's left? You know what I mean? And then there have been a lot of questions about the defense on the left side of the infield, both between Bichette um, and, and Biggio. So it's a, it's a dicey issue because uh, he, he's very uh, a divisive feature because a lot of folks, especially if you go on like the like on Reddit, people love him on Reddit, which says a lot about that platform, to be honest. But at the same time, it's, uh, you know, you hope that you hope if you're a Blue Jays fan and you want you, you, Bijos he's got a root for. He has produced at the big league level, so the hope is that that he'll find a way to get there again. He'll find a way to to resume drawing those walks. He drew he's drawn just two walks so far this season. They both came in the same game. Shrug, shrug, confirmation bias, some suggestion, shrug. But I, I don't know that he 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 has a lot of value. But I definitely am kind of peering around the league and and putting together fantastical trade uh, trade packages in, in an attempt to to upgrade there which again this was something as you said the George Springer transaction in particular did exactly that the Blue Jays had three like decent outfielders last year guys that were good at lots of things not great at others the Blue Jays were like we need someone who's actually good at all of these things here comes George Springer we'll figure out the rest so while Springer had a setback and isn't not probably going to be quite ready to step back into the lineup um uh, the, the BGO thing is um it's tough, but it, it would be nice to have someone maybe better than him playing third base every day. <laughs> sure. It's entirely your fault. You see the part you're missing. Confirmation <laughs> bias. <laughs> Correlation is causation here. No, I, I think, uh, and to your point, he's an easy guy to cheer for. And also, like, you know, at, at no point do I believe that he's not going to do, like, every possible thing he can to identify and address some weaknesses that we're seeing pop up, right? He's He's a, by all accounts... It'll be an it'll be an obsession and a thing that he works very hard for, and I'm sure that he'll make improvements. Um, they're just difficult things, you know. Hitting hitting high velocity and and suddenly being able to throw harder is tough, but I think there's a place for him somewhere. I, I just everyday third base is a again, it's a, it's a totally different beast than being a pleasant surprise at second. So um, I I have still have faith that there's a thing that's going to turn here, but you know it, it's it's the short term. Like I certainly don't think you should be batting second when all when I'm said and done this whole spiel about believing in him, ideally not the number two hitter with or without Springer. I think of him more as like a table setter, the bottom of the order, like time to turn the lineup around boys. (laughs) A tough out hitting. If he's your tough out hitting eighth or ninth, like you're in good shape, right? That's sort of the idea of it. If he's hitting eighth in the national league, he's walking like 20% of the time. Yeah. If if he's got the pitcher behind him, like he's not going to, you know, they just walk him. And then we go after the pitcher every single time, but uh, but we don't need to bury Kevin Biggio anymore. I'm sure he's uh, kicking himself after having a bit of a slow start. But I guess you, you know when you look f- when you look forward. So we've talked a little bit about the young guys, and and 
while while uh, of you famously tweeted that prospects are for poor people, the Blue Jays are in pretty good spa- <laughs> space when it comes to that stuff. In that, I think that it's where maybe let's let's qualify that statement, which is say prospects are for poor people. What the Blue Jays have right now is a, is a group of young players who are as close to big league ready as anyone can be, which is not the same as being like Aurelvis Martinez is going to be the all star shortstop in twenty twenty five. It's more like. Alec Manoa and Anthony, even Anthony Kay and Thomas Hatch and these guys are seem poised to make an impact at the big league level, which is not a bad place to be. Rich or poor? I'm a I'm a Manoa truther. We're we're on the Manoa's the real the real ace. Manoa's the one that's coming up in the middle of the season and changing everything. I'm I'm big on Manoa. And listen, the, the, the Jays were poor for a little bit. Prospects were poor people, and the Jays were poor for the last couple of years, and they got their prospects. So you sort of have to make your make your oats uh no uh, listen I, I think they're also positioned in a place and we don't want to make everything back to trade rumors but like they have so many that it's like they have the ability to move off some of these if they absolutely think that there's a deal out there that pushes them over the line um if that materializes or not they, they sort of have the war chest of guys that you can point to somebody who's further away than most and be like this is our guy that doesn't come back to bite us until 2024 and in the meantime, gives us three solid years in return. Um, that part excites me because I'm a trade monger. I'm a trade maniac. It's sickening. So I, I already have. Uh, you have to bring me back on when we're figuring out who, what the trade is, what the third base trade is, because I, I already have two or three cooked up. You do, but and and I wonder, you know, um, dealing from a position of strength. If I'm thinking about thinking about transactions, which you and I are, are prone to do you obviously in particular, always but uh, always think in transactions. But when I think about dealing from a position of strength, I think the Blue Jays pitching, they have strength and they have depth, but I also think that that's baked into the plan at the big league level. And I think we've seen that this week. Uh, it was great to see Hyunjin Ryu go so deep here on Wednesday, but that's going to be the exception rather than the rule in terms of how all of their starters are used. So, Cycling through these guys and, and these players, these, these Alec Manoas and Anthony Kays and, and hopefully Nate Pearson and Robbie Ray, you know, none of these guys are going to be huge inning guys. So I, I would be personally reluctant to deal from the pitching depth as opposed to maybe some of that middle infielder-ish, corner infielder depth that if I, if I'm looking to make a transaction, I am thinking that's more likely where it's going to come from. I think that's totally reasonable. And, and there's a bunch of those guys that, if you don't, if you think it's, you know, if you think it's all the same, basically, and there's maybe, maybe, maybe you're higher on Woods or maybe you're higher on K or, or whoever it may be, uh, you do have that luxury of, of a bunch of guys sort of sitting around that same level. Um, it's sort of funny to think of uh, that pitching as both a, a strength and sort of a, a easily identifiable upgradable weakness in the short term as well. Yeah, I mean, weakness is, is relative. And, 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 and this is something if, if you listen to this show before, or you and I have probably talked about it, where the Blue Jays have a lot of pitching strength, but it isn't in the, in like a 2019 Washington Nationals or, or even like a Dodgers where it's just four 200 inning guys ready to go out there and shove on any given day. Um, you know, pitching into the sixth, seventh, eighth inning versus just on a, just waves of guys who are all not the same, but just, Oh, here's another guy that throws 97. Here's another guy that throws 97. This guy throws 97, but it's got a lot of sync. This guy throws 97 at your, at the letters all day long. Like they've really changed the makeup. It's not as, you know, they've, they've 
started to do what 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 everybody in baseball is doing and kind of building up huge masses of big dick donkeys who throw hard as hell and it's a uh, it's easy to get used to. Uh, you know, we talked about we talked about uh, about Julian Merriweather a little bit, and um, watching somebody pump ninety nine and hundred straight pass like some of the best hitters in the American League, it's kind of fun. You know, while the the base, baseball is not the most you know the best aesthetic place right now, when it's working, it looks pretty good. The one I can't believe is Baraki. I I'll, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get used to him just like effortlessly throwing ninety seven all of a sudden. I don't know how. I remember him uh, when I was with Yahoo. We interviewed him. Uh, my friend and colleague Nick Ashburn interviewed him, and like the the focus of the interview was like a real throwback Mark Burley guy who's not getting it done with with velocity and like control and throwing ninety three, but but moving it and bending it left and right. And like two years later, he's like, "No, nah, never mind, Let's blow it right." <laughs> Yo, that just sucks. It's hard to live like that. <laughs> I'm just gonna I get hurt anyway, work. so forget it. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna grab that sled. I'm gonna shove that sled around my ranch all, all winter long. I'm gonna squat a BMW, and I'm gonna come back to to camp and just pump ninety eight. You can. I think of a worse plan. I can absolutely think of a worse plan than that. <laughs> but it, it 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 is. I guess it's telling in a way that like. If you're not Hyunjin Ryu, the margin for error is so thin that uh, the the everything you know history bends to justice. I don't know. Velocity wins. It's always going to win. But the Blue Jays are have the inside track right now, as opposed to before when we would be like, it's fine. They can find guys that can pitch. They're real pitchers. They're going to teach them how to pitch. Now it's like just throw it right through the catcher, it's all yeah. the way through to the backstop. <laughs> I'm good. Speaking of aesthetics. Uh, I want to ask you about Alejandro Kirk. Sure. Uh, obviously, speaking of easy to love, and seeing when the vibes are on the Blue Jays, he kind of ticks all those boxes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Only the the only real athlete on earth, Alejandro Kirk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't been a, a you know, uh, my friend Eric uh, calmed me down today with a very reasonable like. Don't think about how the the trouble he's had in his last three games, right? Think about the good stuff he did last year in six games. That's sort of the. <laughs> yeah, That's twice as many. Good. It's, it's a way bigger sample size. Um, but to, to your point earlier, he was a guy that, I mean, it, it surprised me in a vacuum that he made the team out of camp. But I do love that as like, listen, right away, he's a, he's a better chance, we think, for winning at games. And I think a year ago, two years ago, they would have started this season with Maguire and been like, somebody will get hurt eventually and we'll figure this out. They would have punted that decision down the line and they were like very quickly like, eh, we can find Reese Maguire. We can find a, 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 a backup catcher if we need to. If everything goes wrong here and Kirk isn't so great. Um, it's a classic spot of the pitchers in spring raving about throwing to the backup catcher. It's like a, it's a, it's an absolute rule. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I know how to measure catcher framing because i have no clue i just know i like watching him roll around the bases like a boulder and uh and he's just like everything i need in a ball player that shows up out of your life out of nowhere and i had to give credit to uh jesse goldberg strassler who was the voice of the lansing lug nuts for tipping me off on alejandro kirk i had him on the podcast and he was like this will be the, the, the not just your favorite player like he'll be the guy that you are thinking about a decade from now <laughs> and he was absolutely right so yeah he's he's vibes incarnate uh, and 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 just uh one of the very few athletes that i follow on instagram because i like i can't get enough that's high praise that's high praise because i can't tell you that there's no there, oftentimes that is a losing proposition 
Absolutely. You find out weird things that you don't want to know, or you find out nothing other than like, maybe this guy drinks a lot too much. That, those are some <laughs> of the things I think when I'm following certain athletes on Instagram. But I will say that uh, two things I would say is that uh, at the risk of being like a stooge, I am pleasantly surprised by how uh, Alejandro Kirk moves around behind the plate. I think he looks pretty good. I don't know what I expected. He kind of boxed one up the other day, but like, whatever. Um, I'm not about to speak to his um, game calling. Game calling is the, to me the, like the blackest box that there's no way in. The other stuff, the the how how the, the presentation, the receiving, even the throwing. Uh, I love watching Reese McGuire. Um, I think Kirk looks good, but the the game calling, I, I have no idea. So you know, as as Kirk gets more reps back there, we'll get a better sense of like of of how he's of how he's uh, uh how he's framing and 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 how his presentation is behind the plate. Uh but the one thing I was worried about they showed a shot of him at the begin at the very beginning of spring training. He looked great. There there was some talk uh, I can't remember who was talking about they sent um like a dietitian or a nutrition specialist down to um down to Mexico to work uh with Alejandro Kirk throughout the winter to improve his diet, to improve his his fitness levels and he and he you know, lost a lot of weight, not as much maybe as Vlad, but lost a lot of weight, looked great. And I was like, well, what the fuck? This is not what I signed up for. Right. Like, yeah, I, let's not, let's not cut all these guys down to some of them need to be, you know, f- f- real tuna cans. We need to have some tuna cans. Come on. He is. And now, but also, even though Alejandro Kirk looks great and is, and, and by all reports, feels great and is moving around great, he still looks exactly like a meatball wearing catcher's equipment. So <laughs> it's a win win. It is absolutely a win-win. The body's hype is what it is, and there's only so much you can do to change that, thankfully. More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man and the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? I was going to let you go, though. Um, I mean, I, I want to do a quick Teoscar Hernandez check-in because the opposite okay. of you're the, sort of the opposite of the BGO pilled, right? Is you sort of you you caught me in a place where I was like, do I love? Our, Teoscar Hernandez and you're like yeah you do and I was like thank you Drew and of course you know I've <laughs> maintained he's the only player in the league whose 2020 stats are real um mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. your your early read on our everyday cleanup hitter 
uh, uh, Teoscar Hernandez is is one hundred percent made of Teflon in my eyes. Like none of the bad stuff sticks to Teoscar Hernandez. Does he's out there in the outfield kicking it around? Don't care. Hilarious. Uh, at the plate, he's hitting home runs. Nothing else really matters. He's striking out. He you know he doesn't look. Well, he looks he looks like he's always looked. I'm like that's awesome. That he is what he is, and and I'm all for it. Um, because he, he is vibes that he is just looks like he's having a great time. He and the fellas always chopping it up in the dugout. There's Buck, Buck Martinez went on like an extended piece about, about them sitting at the back of the class. Cause they were sitting, they always sit at the far end of the dugout and they almost got beamed. Somebody hit a foul ball over, over in their way. And just one of those, just, you know, a couple of seconds of grab ass there on TV. I can't get enough. Uh, I think Teoscar Hernandez is great. I, again, I, uh, one thing I said before is, uh, and I'll continue to say, which is, you guys are allowed to have a career season. Teoscar Hernandez may benefit from the fact that his career season was like 50 games long. So it live, will live longer in the memory than a 50-game chunk in an otherwise kind of Teoscar Hernandez-shaped season. But he looked great. He's He's got – his tools are fun. He he does – you know, the things that he does are, are to me – enjoyable he is someone who you could upgrade and the blue jays obviously felt that way i think by by uh by by signing george springer and making a making a big splash that way uh it was really really interesting i i, I want to see what you think about this the last game in new york when the blue jays were protecting a lead and they went to solidify the outfield defense at yankee stadium which of course has a very large uh, corner, uh alley in left center they moved they took Lourdes Gurriel sent him to the bench, put Jonathan Davis in center, moved Teoscar to left, and Randall Gritchick to right, which was like, how do you feel, Lourdes Gurriel Jr.? You've just been just absolutely lit up by <laughs> manager Charlie Montoyo. Yeah, and the the arm's not going to save you here. Sort of <laughs> conversation. No, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you say all that. Because don't forget, Teoscar also has 94th percentile speed. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't That's forget. true. He does <laughs> beating that ball down the first baseline. Yeah, uh, I guess Guriel's another guy. Is I find myself watching him, and I, at the risk of being like a typical baseball color commentator, I, every time I see him, I'm like the guy can just flat out hit. There's just no real. There's no real recipe to it. The guy can just hit. What can you do? There's no problem with saying that, and I've grown into that, and I think that. Being terminally online for the better part of a decade now, a much better part of a decade, I, I've kind of, you know, come and gone in terms of those things where maybe 15 years ago or 13 years ago or whatever, I would have been killing myself for, for Kevin Biggio. Uh, think about, I think about Fred Lewis, right? The big, one of the big things with Fred Lewis before the Blue Jays acquired him, I had, I wrote a blog post was like, they should get him because he was kind of out of, uh, out of options and out of luck in San Francisco. And then the Blue Jays did acquire him and I strut around for like two weeks. Like I was the fucking GM. Like, yeah, that's right. I said, get him. And then they did, uh, because, because Fred Lewis could walk. He had a deck, like a 10% walk rate. So I was like, oh, that's a good thing to have. Of course, Fred Lewis, you know, was out of baseball, not even that long after that, where, now I see Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I don't sweat it as much. Same with even Bo Bichette, right? They, those, neither of those guys are ever going to walk. They don't walk. The Blue Jays as a team don't walk. But Bichette and to the same similar extent, Gurriel, they can hit. Like there's no – when you see – when you talk about that, you talk about their hit tool, uh, you talk about the ability to put the fucking bat on the ball, they can do it. They do it in spades. They do it in ways that are effective, ways that, that might seem a little bit lucky. So when Gurriel is struggling – I'm like, he can hit, and the hits come in bunches. And there'll be times where he gets himself out, and there'll be times where people are 
can realize they can throw it in the other batter's box and it won't matter. But then there are times where you can try and throw it in the other batter's box and he's going to reach and he's going to hit it into the right field alley or he's going to he's going to somehow pull a ball thrown in the other on the other side of the plate down the left field line because he can hit. So I got time for guys like that now because that's hard to do. It's easy to go up there and be like, just please walk me and then have them do it because and, and when the pitcher's up in their own head. But guys that can hit, you know, they can hit until they prove they can't. And then same thing with Kirk, where maybe Alejandro Kirk's got a got a short life life uh, lifespan and 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 shelf life as a big league player. Maybe Guriel too. It's hard to do if you can't kind of find both. But I got lots of time, and I have patience with guys who have demonstrated ability to just straight up hit, and not just like oh they got a lot they got a high batting average on balls in play, and they dinked and dunked their way to like a two ninety eight season, and you're like oh he's a hitter. You know your dad. Would be like, oh, he's he's got he's a great hitter. Or mind my, my dad, boy, oh, yeah, that guy can hit because he's got a high average. I'm like, man, I'm not so worried about that. But Guriel hits the ball for power when he hits it, and and uh, so I got time for him. He's not my favorite player. He's the worst outfielder. I have no, I cover my eyes every time the ball hits the left field. But I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. He gets my I'm fine rate uh, rating. Yeah, I I think I'm glad you sort of said it the way you did because I I find myself on that same track where. Um, you watch it enough, and I, you don't want to do the eye testing, but you watch it enough. You're just like, you know what? He's hard to pitch to. It's, it's just like it's sort of, it's sort of that easy. Is he? He gets those balls down and away, and he just sort of flicks it into the in, into open space. You're like, you know what? That's really impressive. Um, no, yeah, I think like, there's not a lot else for me to really get to. I, I think Robbie Ray is going to be good. That's my big closing argument. Uh, I'm excited to see when Ray comes back, and if they do make you know make moves for. K, Manoa, even Simeon Woods, Richardson, which maybe feels a little bit unlikely at this point. But uh, it's only going to get better and a little bit, excuse me, it's only going to get better and a little bit more fun to watch uh, because cheering for young players is generally fun. And especially when they come in and they do fun young player stuff and Blue Jays have a lot of energy and good vibes, like we said. So if you're a Blue Jays fan, I assume you are listening to this, then you should probably be having yourself a pretty good summer, I would say. Yeah, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Mr. Andrew Zuber, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? We mentioned it off the top, but you can uh, mention it now as well with more with more confidence, more definitively than I said it. Oh, boy. we got, I got a whole bunch of stuff in the hopper. Uh, Sportsfeld, of course, the, the flagship show, uh, comes out every Thursday morning. Uh, Jake and I talking about all kinds of stuff that we are very baseball focused because the Raptors is just not worth talking about uh and we sort of lost touch with what's happening with the Leafs so it is extremely heavily Blue Jays focused on top of that I do a show on the sports field Patreon called Blue Monday it's just me talking with the Jays for an hour every Monday morning uh and then Sunday I've been trying out a live YouTube post game show I'm trying to like I'm trying to I'm trying to build the people's post game show where they can call in on a zoom and talk to me about the Blue Jays live on YouTube um Still trying to figure that one out, but it's been it's been it's, it's, it'll be Sunday's post game, and of course, uh, for the enlightened ones out there, uh, wrestling brain uh, Wednesdays at ten p.m. Wrestling brain. What kind of wrestling do you talk about on Wrestling Brain? Talk about is it all like four o'clock in the morning Japanese wrestling, or is it everything? Uh, my co-host Josh is is the four the four o'clock in the morning Japanese because he lives in BC, so it's mm-hmm. one o'clock in the morning Japanese wrestling for him. So it's <laughs> that's too, much better. It's too much easier to digest. Uh, we do we do AEW Dynamite, which comes on Wednesdays. We sort of have staked our claim there as sort of it's a, it's a new show and we're a new show and uh, it's a ton of fun. It's also a call in show if you want to talk about a depth of the internet that you may not know existed. We got we have an army of guys that 
call in to talk about professional wrestling live on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. If ever there was a CIA watch list in, in, in the making, it's, it's that right there. Uh, I love talking to you, Andrew Zuber, and I am thankful for you taking the time to join us for nothing, just for kicks, just for coming on. So enjoy the brain, enjoy the season. And, uh, we, we will keep our ridiculous trade proposals to the DMs <laughs> until they come true. Then it'll be Screenshot City on the timeline. <laughs> Thank you so much, Drew. I, I, I truly touched that you would think of me to be a part of the show, and uh, I'll be happy to come back anytime. Awesome. All right. So thank you to Andrew for joining us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. As we do mention and should mention, if you haven't subscribed to the show, I think you should at uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can subscribe to Spin Rate. If you haven't subscribed to The Athletic, I think you should do that at theathletic.com slash spin rate. Sign up, read everything that Caitlin writes, read everything that Keith Law writes, that Jason Stark writes, Ken Rosenthal, got every aspect, every angle covered. Do it and let them know that you're listening to us. And then we can keep doing this so that the Zoobs and I can come on and talk about vibes and butterball and meatballs wearing catcher's equipment because that's really what we're trying to do here. So, again, thanks to everybody for listening. Caitlin and I will be back on the weekend. And thanks to Andrew for dropping in. We'll talk to you next time on Spin As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.